everybody and welcome to Midnight Margaritas with Andy and Jay. We are so excited to get started. On this show, we always encourage you guys to fall in love whenever you can, to believe in magic, and to pour yourself a margarita because you deserve one. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. Yes. We have some very special guests on tonight and some good topics to talk about. Um, Andy, do you want to introduce our very special guests? Yes, our special guest tonight, we are so excited to have Tea Time with Mother and Chrome, Melinda and Pam. They are actually the two ladies that inspired Jay and I to start our own show. So we're super excited to have them here tonight. And ladies, thank you for joining us. We're really happy to have you. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you for having Having us and uh, wow, we actually inspired somebody to do something good and not, you know, like murder or anything. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so sweet. You're welcome. Thank y'all. You have checked out their show before. It's called Tea Time with Mother and Crone. It's on Facebook. It's a great show that you know, inspires people, brings uh, a lot of magic to people's lives. So check out their show and all their merchandise as well. You, want, you guys want to give us a little bit of background about yourselves and your show? Well, and I also like to point out it's tea time. It's time like the herb, T-H-Y-M-E. So I, that might throw people off. So, um, so I'll say we started back in January, um, had the idea, what, October, last October of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was actually approached by Pam, well, Jason actually approached me um, to do the show. And we decided to start it in January. We have over 30 shows now. And we start every show with a with a tea or an herb. And we go over the medicinal and magical properties and we learn so much. And I always like to wait until the show so we're kind of like surprising ourselves and each other with some cool tidbits so and and we just we have a blast with it it's been a lot of fun um my linda and i've known each other for almost six years now um and she was the perfect person to pair with me you get a lot of different ideas because i'm the older side of things so you hear some older stuff and she's the newer age and she brings a lot of energy to the show. So we have a great time and we're just really excited. We have fun with the show and the fact that people actually like watching us is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely bit. want to call it your shirts too. Shirts uh, your shirt. Fabulous emblem there. Yes. Yes. That's our logo. Um, we're fortunate. We had a, a person who um, is an artist and she drew it for us and uh, it turned out awesome. It, they're little caricatures of, our, of ourselves. <laughs> I think they're more real than we are actually. <laughs> yeah, they really are. They're realistic. <laughs> and if anybody's interested in a t-shirt or a mug, how do they go about getting one? They can actually message us on our Facebook page with the same name, Tea Time with Mother and Crone, 
or they can email us at teatimemc at gmail.com and we can set them up. We are working on a website. Um, hopefully we'll have that out sometime next year so we can sort of streamline the YouTube channel. YouTube channel is also the same name as the Facebook, so you can find us there as well. So, yeah, just let us know. With Christmas coming up, those will be awesome Christmas gifts. Absolutely. And if you have, if you have, any mugs you can always post a picture a selfie with you and the mug on our facebook page <laughs> oh nice yeah. speaking of mugs, i saw you guys have your glasses um, i wanted to ask what's in your margarita glass tonight i have a daiquiri i have red wine i have a strawberry daiquiri hey i'm not going to give up the opportunity trust me <laughs> i'm <laughs> off tomorrow yes I'm off and so are the kids. Mm. But I am getting my hair redone tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> a fresh coat of purple. <laughs> I've got some red wine too. What about you, Ann? I have a Baja Lime Margarita. Ooh. Is that Does that have pineapple? Lime, Baja Lime. Oh, Baja Lime. I got it from Lowe's Food. Comes in this really pretty bottle. You just pour it in your glass and you're ready to go. There you go. That's my kind of easy. <laughs> I pour mine in the freezer and it's good to go. <laughs> the bags. <laughs> You'll see me refilling my glass as we go along tonight. <laughs> me too. <laughs> you guys have any magical finds you wanted to share this week? Um, typically on our show, we try to think of Either things we purchased, things we've maybe uncovered or a search that just inspired us and made us well, our week more magical. A couple of weeks ago in October, I went with a group of Corellians and we actually went to Arkansas and we went digging in a quartz mine. And I got a ton of quartz. And this was actually just sitting on the ground. Oh my and I have a box full of these and I have some smaller ones. So we went to Ron Coleman Mines and um, we spent the entire day digging. But they also have a shop where you can actually purchase items. So I, I overdid as usual. Um, two new ones. So, um, but we went digging and I have a huge box now full of really awesome pieces like you saw. And the store actually carries some of the little cutest things that you can see. This has been used on the altar for um, offering, but yeah, we had fun. And uh, it was kind of neat. We spent uh, from eight o'clock to 4.30 digging in the dirt. Uh, and you don't know what you have because it's all dirty. So you're just putting it all in this bag. And then you come home. There was what, a 22 hour drive or some ridiculous amount of time. We came back and I started washing this and I didn't know I actually had that until I washed it because everything I had was packed in clay. So it's like this, it's like peanut butter and you're trying to wash it off. And it's like, oh my goodness. And I had all of these wonderful little things to come up. Um, I got two big boxes full of stuff. It's 
very inexpensive. It's only like 20 bucks and you can dig all day and you get to take out whatever you want. So, I mean, you, you carry out whatever you can. Now they do have where if you pick a piece that's too big, they'll help you into your car with it. That's $25. And they have a crane for 50 that will lift it and put it in your truck. But um, yeah, <laughs> the thought of getting that out of my car was not uh, an idea. But uh, next year, we're thinking maybe Georgia to the Amethyst mine. Cool. Yes. Those are, those are some awesome finds. I love all that. Yeah. Melinda, what about you, Melinda? Um, actually, mine has been more introspective. So my husband had a stroke back in May. I've been kind of out of commission because of my back. I'm having back procedures the next couple of weeks. So mine has been more um, kind of getting back to the roots spiritually and more grounding and earthing. Um, we went to the beach a couple times before we had a nor'easter and it was like 40 degrees here. I don't know if you had any weather like that over the past weekend, Pam, but oh my God, I was dying. We dropped um, from 80 to 60. Oh my God. It was in the forties. Anyways, I digressed. Um, <laughs> it was, oh, it's bad. Um, but so for me, it's just been about really, that's been a form of release for me and sort of a weight lifted off because as I'm sure you can imagine, it's been a really tough time going through, you know, all of that. So, um, that's sort of been my find, if you will. Um, and in the midst of all of that, uh, Hecate has come to me and has told me to work with snake medicine. So I've been doing that, um, and it's been pretty profound. So I actually got a book recently, but I don't have it next to me. I think it's Circle of Hecate, and it mm -hmm. talks about a lot of different uh, rituals that you can do, and it goes a lot in depth about her. So um, I'm sorry I don't have it right next to me, but... Uh, that's a find, although not recent, but I did get it uh, just about a month ago or so. I haven't started it yet. Well, that's that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And Jay, what about you? Oh, well, I found this really new cool store um, in Galax, Virginia. So if you're local, like near Andy and I, you'll know Galax, Virginia. A brand new metaphysical store that just opened up there called Willow Bee. And I'll plug their information in the post as well. But it's a beautiful, beautiful store right downtown in the little town of Galax. And I actually found this really cool broom. It's handmade. They make them themselves, which is so, so cool. So I'm really excited to try it out and start using it. Nice. Yeah, that, that broom, those brooms are beautiful. I did see those in person. We may actually do a midnight margarita um, live from a broom making class. I mean, maybe doing that here comes. You know. mm, I we would be definitely fun. watch that. <laughs> so my magic. I actually uh, I found this really cute mailbox. Oh, I love that. And um, I'm gonna have a Christmas party. In December, I thought everybody that could come could bring a little letter to Santa Claus and drop it in here. And at the end of the night, we can all take them out and read them and burn them and set our intentions. That's a cute idea. I love that. And um, a, a gift that I had got this from one of my Fright Night group members um, in another show on Facebook called Fright Night. 
where we tell scary stories on Friday nights and we're getting ready to start a new show called The Friday Night Files where we investigate haunted destinations here in North Carolina. But my um, picture of my group at our haunted trail that we did a couple of weeks ago. That is so cool. I'm happy to have that in my new, in my home. So those are my magical finds. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And if you guys have any magical finds that you found, audience members, feel free to post those and we'll call them out on the live too. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you guys. Well, on this show, you know, we always like to talk about ways in which to live more magically and just um, overall better our lives. You know, when me and Andy first started the show, we had come out of, you know, 2020. And I think a lot of us really started to realize what we wanted for ourselves emotionally, spiritually, after taking a break from just all the stress of, you know, from us working from home and stuff. And a lot of us, you know, quote unquote, awakened or started to feel that we deserved and needed more out of this life we have to touch others, to, to you know, invoke our spiritual path. And your, your all show was a big part of that for us, um, us watching that and kind oh, yeah. of fired us and motivate us to get us started to help touch other people. And we know that our audience comes from a, a wide variety of different backgrounds and belief systems. And I think everyone right now, though, is just curious and trying to figure out ways to make their lives better. So I think that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you guys on the show tonight was to talk about, you know, maybe some advice or things for people that are curious or new on their path, um, ways in which that they can get started and feel good about themselves. To make your life more magical, just put intention into everything you do. It's really simple. If I'm in there brewing coffee, um, you have to stir. I use sugar and cream. So to let you know, as I put that in and stir it, stir it three times, make a wish. I love that. It's, it's that simple. You cook dinner for your family. Um, most of the time when you cook for friends and relatives, I used to cater at one time years ago. I had my own business. And it's the love you put into it. It's the care. The, you know, you're not doing the bubble, bubble toil and trouble, although sometimes you are. Um, but you're usually, you know, it's, it's cooking with intention. Um, I intentionally want this food to taste good. I intentionally put joy into my cooking. And if people are just a little bit more aware of what they do daily in their routine, you can not only get new habits, you can get rid of some of your old habits that maybe you didn't know you had, or maybe you weren't sure that, like a lot of people, and my father used to do that. He grabbed the salt shaker before he even tasted the food. And I'm like, dad, how do you know I need salt? I always need salt. But it, he had a blood pressure issue. We were trying to get that down. And we found that by, you know, questioning it he started thinking about tasting his food first so it's you know we broke a bad habit just by bringing it more to his attention I would definitely agree with that and even like when you're cleaning you know you can we all know like decluttering can help with your serotonin and your dopamine and help with depression and things like that so even like setting that intention of being you know, happy or getting you know, cutting cords or, you know, anything like that, or when you're smudging, all of those type of things. And, you know, I would like to, especially because we're on social media, so I would also like to take the opportunity to, you know, talk about 
things we we all know about like witch talk so um a lot of people go to social media as a platform to learn but there's also a lot of misinformation out there so you also want to be careful so it's you know don't forget about books <laughs> the social media is a great way but don't be afraid to crack open a book either um there's a lot of information out there but this path is also very complex so there's the awesome thing about this is you just make it however you want just uh, the best advice i could give is just be true to you be yourself and don't let anyone tell you what you're doing is wrong because if it feels right to you it's right for you and that's that's the best thing and as long as it's for your highest good and you're setting the right intention that's what it's all about and along with that make sure you teach your children because if you don't someone else will and you may not like the lesson they're teaching um there's a lot of paths in this tradition and a lot of traditions where they don't allow children if your children aren't welcome then welcome at home do your rituals at home sometimes embrace them let them understand what you're doing because a child can be, can get misconceptions about well, mommy's going out you know doing whatever in the woods you know i mean their little minds don't always comprehend but if if you do a small ritual at home and they see what you're doing then when you go out to do it they understand what you're doing and you know, your children, it's amazing what they pick up and stupid things they remember. You know, think about your childhood and some of the stupid stuff you remember. You tell it to your parents and they look at you and go like, were we even on the same planet when this went on? Because we remember things in our perspective. So to a small child, their perspective is completely different. So I encourage parents to share faith, to share what they understand and be prepared for those answers those questions because those little guys can hit you hard with them and it's okay to say i don't know but let me find out and get back to you because and also for also just for a general basic pinterest is a really good place actually um because when i go for like arts for example or herbs for just a general basic Pinterest is a really good place for like all things like altar setups or, you know, herbs and the different correspondence, anything like astrology. Pinterest is actually a really good place for, you know, basic ideas. Just, but just share it with your kids, share it with your friends. Um, be prepared for the questions. And like I said, if you don't know the answer, be honest, because if you're honest with someone and say, I don't know, let me find out. They hold you in a higher respect because it's like, not only did you take their serious question or question serious, you listen, you're going to find out. So you're going to take your time to find out and come back to them with an answer. So it makes them feel like, wow, you're really spending time with me. Yeah. So it kind of makes a big difference with people if you can do that. I love that. Now, I love what you said about um, <clears throat> in the morning when you start your day, fixing your cup of coffee, stirring it, and making a witch. Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that. And Melinda, I love what you said about um, decluttering your life, getting rid of things, and believing in what you're actually doing, because I think that's really important. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. It's like you would like on a full moon when you burn, you know, your intentions. It's 
it can be the same when you're just doing everyday pickup around your house or cleaning your house. You can set the same type of intention. And we just don't realize it because we're, we're used to calling it routine, but it could be called ritual just as easy. Speaking of intention, I know um, tomorrow night is 11-11. They say that tomorrow night's supposed to be like one of the biggest nights to really set mm -hmm. your intentions. What, what do y'all think about that? Uh, there's a lot with numerology and corresponding with numbers. Numbers are very, very important and have been since early man. Um, the reason that actual writing and writing things down actually came about was to keep count of things. The ancient Sumerians were having difficulty keeping track of what they had. Therefore, they learned the cuneiform to say they have 45 cows and 22 sheep. So numbers were so important that they actually invented an entire alphabet for it. So that means it has a lot to do with the universe. Numbers, if you look at um, Pythagoras in ancient Rome, numbers have a tone, they have a sound, and each number has a sound to it, which corresponds to music. So 11, 11 at 11, 11. So 11, 11 and 11, 11 a.m. or p.m. is the key. And that's where you need to set those intentions. And with everything that's been crazy for the last, and I'm going to say two years, it's really been two years. We've all been out of whack with COVID and, and shortages and supply chain things and short staffing and all that kind of craziness. I think if everybody went in with the intention of peace and harmony or just to make it a little bit more tranquil in your own little personal place in the world, I think that would go very far because seriously, prayer can move mountains. And if we all get together and we put our intentions together, we can make a difference in the world. And I think the intention just peace and tranquility now i'm not saying peace on earth maybe just peace and tranquility in your own house yeah because yeah you know, it's crazy out there the last two years have been absolutely topsy-turvy i mean as old as i am i don't remember another time when it's been this bad for this length of time we've had short periods where we've had craziness but this has been a very long time and it's it's really rode hard on people and I think if we set the intention for a little bit of tranquility, it would go a long way. I love what you said about if everybody did that, what energy it would bring to the world if we all just would take the time to do that. And I, I, I really love that. Melinda, what do you think? Yeah, I completely agree because the way I personally feel, and I've said it on our show before, I honestly feel that we are all connected. I believe that we are all energetically connected like a chain link. And even Angela, she, our, our um, temple head, she has gone to Parliament of World Religions, which has been held in Canada. It's been held in a few other places. I think it's going to be in Chicago in a couple years. Um, so there was someone... Um, I think it was the Sikh, or I'm not sure, don't quote me on that, but they were talking about that similar thing that we're all connected in links, and there was a story behind it, and so I completely agree with what she's saying, because at the end of the day, we're all energy, and even when we leave this vessel, the, you know, it's my belief that our soul goes on, 
And that's why I believe that we're all connected. So even if we start in our home, if we can all, if we all had that capacity to be that piece, I do believe that, you know, the world would be a better place. But, you know, I also think that not everyone is willing to do that, unfortunately, but I think we all have the capacity, absolutely. Do y'all have any tips of things that you like to do when you're setting intentions on like a night like tomorrow night? What would be something that you would that you I'm a writer. I write my intentions, but I don't write in English. I write in Theban, the witch's alphabet. Um, and I write my intentions in that because the longer it takes you to write the more concentration is the more energy you're putting in. But so if you write in a language that you don't normally write in or speak in, it makes a big difference. And I write my intentions and then I do like to go out. I have a fire pit out in my backyard and I'll go out and start it up and put it in there and just contemplate as it's burning, you know, what's going on. How do I need to relax and settle my heart before I start? You know, because it's got to start with somebody. It's got to start with me. I'm setting the intention, it's my energy. So if I'm going out there to set the intention, or even if I do it here in my cauldron, it is an intention I am, you know, sitting and contemplating. So it's not just that two-minute burn, unless that's all the time you've got. But if I've got time, I do like to sit there and watch it burn to the very end just to get all of that. Okay, now I've completed it. I feel good about it. I can move on from it. Right. And I write mine in English. However, I did teach myself the Elder Futhark alphabet, which is like the Norse um, alphabet when I was a teenager. And I used to write in my diary that way so my parents couldn't read it. <laughs> but now that you said that, I'm going to start doing my intentions in that again. Um, because that's a good idea, Pam. I like that because I agree, like, even when I'm studying for whatever, I always rewrite questions and then because you do, it's been proven that you retain it better when you write. So kind of in the same sense, your intention when you're concentrating and even when I burn the intentions and I'm in an apartment now, so I do the cauldron thing, although we do have a fireplace. But I'm in Florida, so unless it's cold, we don't do the fireplace. <laughs> um, so I tend to do like fire scrying also. Um, and sometimes I'll do that by taking pictures or slow-mo videos. But if I'm burning it for full moon purposes, obviously I'm doing it in real time, like while I'm holding the cauldron. But, um, but I'll typically, I'll watch it as the whole thing burns down. Um, but I am going to start doing that in Elder Futhark now. Yeah. Get that Theban out. Get the food. No, I don't do Theban. Too many curves. Too many I, curves. I, yeah, I actually have went it with Elder. Yeah. I made I, that decision. I well. <laughs> my Theban has been around for, we won't even say how many years, but I found that even um, English is not my first language. I'm put right. that out there. So yeah. I grew up speaking another language. So English for me sometimes comes a little hard when you're writing in grammar and stuff, especially if I'm thinking really hard, the English doesn't come out right. So writing in another language or in another um, alphabet makes you focus on each letter. 
each individual, not the word, not the whole line, but that letter to get it right. And how much more energy is going into that? You can write like this and have a whole sentence, but if you're putting it in, you've got to look and get that letter. Now the next letter, oh yeah, it's this. And you're putting so much more into it because it's the amount of any spell. It's what you put in, it's what you get out. If you spend two seconds, you're only going to get two seconds. It, that's how it works. So the more you put into it and the more you focus, the more you're going to get to where you need to be. Love, love that. That's really good advice. Thank you all for sharing that. I know one thing about looking and researching many different religions and paths, kind of the universal measure is that you take a personal journey and, you know, seemingly find what fits your intention, your purpose in life. And I think a lot of people get a misconception of that and their religion, they look more towards what's being told to them instead of having a personal practice of what they do in general. So what are some of the, I was curious what you thought about some of the universal things across many different paths that we can all connect on that we all kind of um, strive to do in our own lives. I used to teach a comparative religion course. And when you break it all down, it's amazing how similar they are. You're like going, oh, wow. I guess my best intro to that would be my late husband was Irish Catholic and he knew when he married me, I was pagan. He was okay with that. We got married and all that good stuff. So I had been studying in this tradition, I guess maybe about a year or so and wrote my first ritual. Well, of course I was a high priestess in other different paths, but it, this one's a little bit different. This one, you know, we, our path is a little bit more open than most of them. You don't have to say the word exact. You can make mistakes and it's okay. It's your intention that counts, not the words that you pronounce. If you mispronounce something, we're cool with that. You say something wrong, we're cool with that. And how you write, how each individual writes their own ritual, it could be however you want. Like if I wrote a ritual, like when I wrote my Beltane or my Imbolc ritual, I chose to do my quarter calls with animals. And if Pam does hers, she, she does hers completely different. So that's, that's how so we <laughs> I wrote this wonderful ritual and I was so excited about it. And I dragged this poor man to this ritual and I'm like, you are going, you know, so we get there. And of course it's pouring down rain. So he's the Eagle Scout, which he is. He threw up the tarp and he strapped everything down just like an Eagle Scout. So I go in now. We used to tease him. He had a sleep apnea. So when he sits and doesn't move, he actually just dozes off. That's part of the condition. While he, sitting in church, he would sit there with his arm up on the end of the pew like this and be, <clears throat> yeah. So we always used to joke about him. You know, he'd be asleep for the first two minutes of mass. And um, we got done and I was, it went off without a hitch. I was like on cloud nine. I am so excited. I'm so full of energy. We get in the car and I'm like, how'd you like it? How'd you like it? Wasn't it good? Wasn't it good? And he's like, it was nice what do you mean it was nice you know so I went a little ape shit on him and he looked at me in all seriousness he goes honey it was so much like mass I'm sorry I almost fell asleep <laughs> honey that was the whole purpose what do you think you know but it was when he said that that's comparative religion right there what we did in our ritual was so much like a Catholic mass that he 
just followed along like he was in mass. And it, to me, at, at first I was really PO'd because I wanted him to be as excited as I was about what I did. But it gave me that understanding like, wow, you're absolutely right. It was because you guys stole our mass. But no. um, <laughs> yeah, when you look back at it, um, the basic face, and I'm a history buff, so I'm really bad for this. I go back and I read. I can tell you how the books of the Bible were written. I can tell you about the lost gospels and all of that stuff because I studied that. Um, I did a lot of theology study when I taught in the church. Um, I taught in the Archdiocese of Baltimore um, religion. So I learned a lot of stuff that you might not normally learn going to classes. Religion is so much the same. It's the dogma. That's the only basic right. difference. All religion has a deity, more than one, but you have a deity. Everybody creates deity in their own idea. Let's face it. We all know that Jesus did not have light brown hair, fair skin, a Roman nose, and blue eyes. I'm going to tell you that right now because the Romans interpreted that way. If you look at some of the Byzantine icons, you will see that Mary is very dark skinned, Jesus, because they look more like Saddam Hussein because that's where they're from. Hello. So you in your mind always invent. We humanize. We humanize dogs. We look at clouds and we see faces in clouds. We humanize our deity. So whatever deity you pick out, you've already turned them into your personal little thing up here. So in all religions, everybody does that. We can't help it. We're human. That's part of who we are. You've decided what your God looks like or goddess in your mind, whether you take it off of uh, Michelangelo or if you're Leonardo da Vinci, whatever work you like better, you take that image. You give them properties of humans and, and you do that without realizing it. If you're praying to Mary, the mother of God, you automatically see her as a wife, as a mother, as a goddess. You're seeing all that in your head. So, okay, it's the dogma that's different. What days you celebrate? What do you do for your celebrations? Do you eat meat on Fridays? All of the man-made rules. Once you get rid of all that crap and push that out and you look at the basis, every faith, it's a deity. It is reverence to that deity and is to make you a better person. That's basically it. It's really tough, but it's, I've always said, paganism for people like me, you don't have a long memory, it's three things. <laughs> it's deity, making my life better, and trying to make other people's lives better. That's it. That's right. it. It's really tough. I mean, That's we okay. don't even have 10 commandments. We have three, you know? I was going to say, I mean, it, it's really so similar. The only difference is the labels that you put on, on it, right? So, um, I mean, we there's prayer typically across all things. It's just how you pray, it's different. You know, the deities are different. The You know, the rituals are different. You just, it's what you label it or what you call it is what's different. You know, spelling is the same as the prayer, the incense, you know, that like she was mentioning, the big censer and mass, I mean, you know, is the same thing. The lighting of the lighting candles. I mean, there's so many similarities. The old Catholic churches have pentacles 
in all over the place. So, I mean, it's, it's very similar, but not even that, but, you know, Judaism, you know, Muslim, Buddhism, there's so many different similarities. And like she went back to say, it's really just about being a better person, living a better life. And it's really just what you label it as and how you get there. That's different. But there's way more, way more similarities than differences. If you actually sit down and research. I was a hospital chaplain. And unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, I was the pagan chaplain, but I got called in all the time because a lot of other chaplains wouldn't show up Put that out there. Um, I got to the point where I actually wrote a prayer book. It has every faith in it from Astrutu to Zoestrian and has a prayer, at least one prayer for every different type of religion. Whatever your religious background was, you can find a prayer in this book because you invariably get called in regardless. I mean, I'm walking down. I'm in my clerics. I'm walking down the hall and someone grabs you. Can you come in the room and speak to my wife or my husband or, you know, and that person, because their minister didn't show up or they don't know they need a minister or whatever, you go in and because you're of service. When you hit this, you're of service. So that's kind of what you do. All the prayers are almost the same. They almost say the same thing, just in different organization it's a cool book too well i love both of y'all's perspectives on that um before we move on to the next topic it's kind of this is kind of off topic but when you were talking about mass pam i wondered have y'all seen the show on netflix not mass no i haven't i just added it to my watch list though because i saw it on a preview the other day when i was scrolling I'd really should, I guess. It's a very, very interesting show. It'll make you take religion kind of like in a different perspective. I think I think everybody should watch it. Oh, good. I, well, think, I, it'll I think it'll open up people's eyes on lots of things. I like Lucifer for that reason, too. I love because Lucifer. the story, the story, I like how they still included biblical aspects. You know what I mean? The story of how he was damned and all this. I I liked it for that, even though it was very like off the wall. It was off the wall, but it was great. He's a great actor. (laughs) Speaking of movies and shows and things like that, also I wondered specifically because you all are in that practice of witchcraft. I wanted to see if um, there are a lot of common misconceptions about that and how movie and Hollywood have played into that more and more over the years. I wanted to see what you guys thought about that as well. I have a really good joke about that. There were three of us, Pam, Peppy, and Pixie. Okay, and we hung out together and we're all pagan and we all celebrated together. So joking. Those are real names. I'm not joking you. It was me and two other girls and it was funny because we joked about us being of course, who else? Alyssa Milano and that group, you know. Oh, so yeah. our joke was that, you know, we're, we're their mothers or something. You know, we were being smart ass about it. But I guess the biggest misconception I have personally, and it's because I came from a Dianic group. I was Dianic for about seven, eight years. Um, is men are witches. They're not warlocks. That warlock is a Scottish Gaelic term that means traitor. Um, 
bitch is a witch, whether you're male, female, or whatever you classify yourself as. If you walk this path, you are a witch. End of discussion. Or Wiccan, one or the other. But there is no warlock. There's no um, separating the genders of any type. We're all witches, and that's how we classify ourselves. Hmm. If you choose to, and then and then there's people that practice witchcraft that don't choose the label of witch. And that's it's a very complex thing. But I think the thing that irks me the most is the people that and I blame Hollywood and media um, is the whole uh, Satanist thing. That probably gets under my skin the most. And granted, there are satanic witches and Christian witches and things like that. There's a whole slew of different types of witches. But because of the satanic panic that occurred, and then anytime you ever see a witch in a movie, it's always Satanist and, you know, the whole thing and the, the ritualistic goat killing or you know whatever it's more uh santoria um, yeah yeah but, but, i mean i'm a horror movie fan and trust me it's always a witch it's always satan trust me <laughs> so if anybody even- knew anton levey like i met him back in the day and he started the satanic movement and satan is actually hebrew for adversary so right. it doesn't mean anything yeah. bad. It means someone who is going against somebody else. Two attorneys can fight on a court. They're adversaries. They can be the best of friends afterwards. The Church of Satan is actually, they're, they're actually atheists. They're, I mean, but the thing is, is like, I have to say, I don't, like, it's almost laughable. Like, if you actually took two seconds to Google what my path is, I don't even believe in the guy. So you might as well, like, you're wasting your breath. And, you know, it's like if you looked up what a pentacle actually means, you know, and I go back and show how Christianity used it and then converted it over to how it was evil. And then you go into the Malefus Maleficarum. I mean, it's just, you know, it was just used as a fear-based thing to basically, and then you get into the Crusades and, you know, every the holy wars and all that type of stuff but i think that's the one that makes me the most mad and maybe it's because i am a horror fan and i see it more often than maybe <laughs> but i'm like even rl stein when they came out with fear Free on netflix in july they all dated back to a witch from the 1600s i'm like why's it got to be a witch but i'm i'm a horror movie fan so i can't not, not only was she a witch but a lesbian witch Woo! <laughs> Let's just add that to it. Um, I think it's the uneducated. That's that's probably what gets to it. it's the uneducated, and many times they're they're taught that, so they don't know any better. Right. And like I said, a better. lot of it, but a lot of it because what stemmed into Hollywood making those type of movies was the satanic panic. You know, from like Charles Hansen and all of this like real life type of things, and that happened in the news media, and Hollywood grabbed a hold of you know those type of things. So it just, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate, but we'll fight. We'll keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, and, and we don't bake children. You parboil them at three fifty. You know, <laughs> not a little bit more tender. I, I'm serious. <laughs> I've actually been asked that. 
<laughs> and or do you do blood sacrifices? I said, no, I we did that have, to you Christians. Y'all do it so much better than we do. I did have someone DM me one time legitimately asking if I could turn someone into a frog for them. I wouldn't that be nice? I almost peed my pants laughing. I just, it was a great time. Oh, that was, it was be like great. a belly laugh, like a guttural laugh. It was because great. the whole road from here to work would be nothing but lily pads for me because the idiots in Florida do not know how to drive. So I would be going frog, frog, frog every two minutes <laughs> down the road. No, it would not be good. <laughs> then there was you know, some, some not only where kind of, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Amy. I, I was going to say there were some movies where they actually glamorized witches like Practical Magic oh, yes. or um, The Witches of Eastwick, which was two of my favorite movies. And that kind of shined a whole different light on witches. And they have been doing more and more. And it seems like I know it's Hollywood and I know that they take anybody who's read a book and went to go see the movie knows the difference. It's like night and day sometimes. Um, but if you go back and you look at um, the Wicker Man, the original, not the Nicolas Cage one. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, I, I, I love watched, that. I watched that movie and was like, "What in the world?" I didn't even know who Nicolas. I mean, but the original with Christopher Lee, that covered a lot of. And if you go, you have to remember when Chris, when Catholicism started around, it kind of absorbed other groups so a lot of the stuff that's even done in the catholic church is very very pagan the biggest is transfiguration i'm going to tell you that now when the priest stands there and does his little thing over the host and the wine and it actually turns into the blood and body that's that's high magic that is nothing more than high magic it is a belief and if you're roman catholic dude you believe that with your entire body because that was the biggest thing with the uh, Reformation Act of the 1500s was that Martin Luther was saying, no, 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 it, it's just a reenactment. And out here, the Pope's going, oh, no, 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 it's the real deal. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. I just think that if, if you really want to know, ask somebody who is. And if you ask sincerely, will answer the question. I mean, it's, it's not a thing, but it's just, you know, education is the biggest thing. I used to teach, I actually taught witchcraft in um, the community colleges and I taught a witchcraft course. And it was interesting because a lot of people came in there. Um, I don't know if they were expecting the charm ones or me to levitate or stop, you know, traffic or whatever, but it was like, no, this is a daily path that you work on. Just like if you're Catholic, when back before Vatican II, when you got up in the morning, you said the rosary, you started your day with a prayer, you set your intentions. When you did anything, it, it was always an intention behind it, which is exactly what, that's why a lot of witches tend to be Catholics because we've already had the background for it. We can get up every morning and say a prayer because that's the first thing you did when your feet hit that floor, you were on your knees doing a rosary. So it's the same kind of thing. You get up in the morning, you set an intention. Whether it's good morning, goddess, how are you? Let's start the day, or you're stirring your coffee and you make your wish, or whatever, it's the same intention. It, it's interesting. People don't make that correlation very often. And even so, it's, uh, you know, especially in Appalachia and the South, it was the, 
it was a lot of people practicing what they believed outside of the church. So that's what they didn't want. They didn't want people having their own personal practice. And well, it, a lot of it in Appalachia was our granny witches and people that, you know, healed and had and do, dealt with herbs and were healing people. And they and were Don't ever killed. call them a witch. <laughs> right. My grandmother was actually a town midwife and the town diviner. Mm. And that's what my grandmother did. That was her life. And it was interesting. I grew up in Appalachia. I spent my summers there and it was, you had a, a headache, she'd pull mint off the ground, rub it on your forehead. I mean, it was this whole holistic thing because literally to get to the hospital was at least an hour and a half away. So if you had to get to a hospital, you were just SOL. There was one doctor for three towns. So you were lucky to get in to see the doctor. So you did a lot of folk magic because that's all you had. So you learned that stuff. I was doing that and it was so weird. I took a um, holistic healthcare practitioners course. I'm licensed, it's a two year course. And all the stuff I'm learning is like, oh, wait a minute, I already knew half of this because my grandma did it. I just wish I'd have paid more attention and I'd have done better on the test, but it's that way of life because you couldn't get to a doctor or you couldn't afford a doctor because you may have had one doctor for two or three towns. Seriously. I mean, it's not, and where I'm from, we're all in hollers. Y'all know what a holler is, I'm sure, but we're all in little hollers. And like I said, the state of West Virginia has less people than Jacksonville, Florida has. Okay. But size wise, it's enormous. So it's just little pockets of people everywhere. So you grow up, depending on your neighbors but you grow up learning how to do everything you need to do because you may not if it's snowing you ain't making it to town so you got to do what you got to do you get hurt it's an hour and a half to the hospital so you're just if you can't take care of it there you start digging the, the graveyard i mean basically it, it's a hard life but it's true and well, my I'm, I'm sort of trying to something that I've tried to start in my community here and try to bring back some old herbal remedies. I started a business called Bale's Herbal Remedies and we're actually kicking off in the past few weeks and we're trying to bring back all of these old ways, whether tinctures, salves, some herbal preparations that can really help people instead of that over-the-counter drugs and the side effects, the really harsh side effects on the body and the organs. So we're trying to bring some of that back. Yeah, that's really nice. And that's, that's a tough road. Um, I know here in Florida, I cannot be licensed. Um, I was licensed in Maryland, but Florida does not recognize my license. I have to have an MD after my name to do my herbs and tinctures. But um, we actually, you know, we had to send our stuff out to a chemist to have it analyzed. So um, I did, I started doing tinctures for my late husband. He had a heart condition, couldn't take potassium to save his butt made him so sick. So we had, he had to take a diuretic. So it was dandelion. It's the only one that doesn't rob the body of potassium. I made dandelion tincture for him. His cardiologist had me making batches of it for her, for the rest of the clients. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. If we go back, what they do, and it really gets to me, you find something good in a pomegranate, okay, antioxidants. You have to remember, you pull that out, but you've got all the rest of this plant. And sometimes you need the entire plant to make it work rather than just that little piece you took out. And they wonder why it doesn't work as well because you might need the fiber from the plant because pomegranates have a lot of fiber in the seeds. 
You might need the vitamin C from the plant. You might need whatever herb, um, minerals that it has grown in that are actually in the plant. So it's not that little piece that you need out of it. Aspirin is white willow bark, but all they do is they take the acetic acid out of it. Well, you might need that bark for fiber. You might need that the nutrients out of the tree to help along with what you're taking. So sometimes the herbal recipes take a little bit longer to work because they're not as concentrated, but the benefits you get out of it are 10 times more than that aspirin you're taking out of the bottle. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. I still have my encyclopedia alternative medicine as my go-to. <laughs> there's actually a PDR a physician's death reference for herbs. Yeah. And um, I have two of them. I have an older one and I have a newer one. And those also give you the contraindications. Like if someone's on Coumadin, you can't eat broccoli. You can have a little bit, but not a lot, because Coumadin is a blood thinner. Broccoli has vitamin K. Vitamin K is your clotting factor. So you've just, if you're taking Coumadin and eating broccoli, you just canceled them out. So, I remember when my oldest daughter... She's going to be 23 in February. She, When she was going through a bout of depression in her teen years, um, I went and got her rhodiola root and put them in capsules for her to take. Um, she couldn't do the tinctures but because <laughs> she couldn't deal with the taste. But, you oh, know, and that helped her because she couldn't deal with the side effects, you know, that the therapist, that the psychiatrist is wanting to put her on so yeah depression st john's ward but if you're taking if you've got bipolar you don't take st john's work because st john's wards for depression and you're bipolar it's going to throw right. you right into a nice little manic session that right you really don't want to deal with well and even like bach flower helps a lot with you know anxiety and things like that so there's there's so many things but yeah we yeah. And, and that's why depression, depression. Do y'all yeah. have any advice with the holiday season coming oh. up? And, you know, people get really depressed during this time of year with Christmas, with the daylight savings time changes. Do y'all have any advice to how people can cope with that and get along? I'm going to tell you, year? if y'all are from up north, and I say this because I lived up north, and if you notice as the days get shorter, you get crabbier or you more short-tempered, you may have, there is called SAD, S-A-D, it's a seasonal disorder. And what it is, is you're not getting the amount of sunlight your body needs to function. And sunlight, the ultraviolet lights give us so much more than just vitamin D. There's so much, many more things that we get from what we cannot see. You're not going to be able to tell the difference between your sad light and the light you turn on. But with the days getting shorter and more darkness, if you're borderline depressed, that's just going to set you over. So if you have that problem and you notice in the summer you don't, you might just have sad. And the easiest way now, this lights used to be really expensive. I think they're about 30 bucks now. You plug it in by your computer, sit in front of it for a couple hours. And if you notice the difference, then that's it. Um, this time of year, I call, I love this time of year. I really don't. Um, it's family time and every, there is no family that is normal. Let me just put it out there. Everybody's family is nuts. I love that. That's true. Nobody is normal. 
So if your family is dysfunctional, everybody's family is dysfunctional. Trust and believe that. There is no picture postcard family, okay? Mine no is absolutely Rockwell family. Right. And my family's absolutely totally <laughs> nuts. I'm the normal one. <laughs> So if I'm normal, y'all know where they're at. She laughed. She heard them on when we did my show from West Virginia. She got a dose of a couple of my cousins. But you've got to, first of all, nothing is perfect. We are not perfect. Take that stress off of you. Do not make it perfect. Okay? Accept that. It's not going to be that way. How, ask for help. I know I'm a one-woman show. I catered for 20 years, so do I know how to cook? Probably. But do I want to cook for all these people? Probably not. So if someone says, can I help you? I'm going to say, yeah, you can bring that or you can do this. Don't try to cram all of the holidays and everything there is. Pick out what you want to do. There are certain traditions that your family does that mean something. Maybe it's going to Mimi's and having, you know, on the 23rd. Well, you don't want to break that tradition, so we're all going to go to Mimi's. But we don't need to hit every light show in every neighborhood. We don't have to hit them all six times to see Santa Claus. And the biggest thing I'm going to tell you all right now, nobody needs to go in debt for Christmas. Nobody. Especially now. Because a lot of us, a lot of people, I'm fortunate. I had a job all through there. I did not, I did not miss one day of work from 2020 till now. I've been at my job almost three years and I've not missed a day. But not everybody has that. Do not ever think that you need to go in debt. And if it's tight, you say, it's tight. We're just buying for the kids this year. And that's something that I did with my children. Once they turned 18, they got a small gift. But once they had kids, their kids got the gifts because they get a small something, you know, just something for mom. But don't go in debt. No one is going to think less of you if you say, hey, I only worked two months this year. So y'all are getting a piece of coal, which I have sitting on my desk. I'm a coal miner's daughter, so I have to have coal. But it's it's kind of saying don't go in debt don't put more on your plate than you can handle sit down with your family what does your my linda's is great ask fiona fiona what do you do at five she's want to do everything seriously haley's 13 what's she going to want to do absolutely nothing okay i pegged them right i know my girls that's what they're going to do so you have to make that decision what is family time, uh, what is husband and wife time, or partner time, and then you all need to sit down and really discuss what all do you really, really need to do. Do you need to attend to every party you are invited to? No. A little and that's what I was going to say also, like, I think there's so much pressure to, to have parties or do it up or spend so much money. You know, there's so much pressure to one up the other person or and it happens so much in families, you know, um, or even, you know, I hear so much about how much people spend on their kids and it'll be if they have one child or multiple children and it's like, holy moly, like, don't be afraid to just 
And it, even if you have the money to spend, like don't be afraid to spend the quality time or to do homemade things or, you know, go spend time together. Like if you, if you have jobs where you're working all the time or you're workaholics and you don't have that much family, family time, make it make a difference you know make a change this year and maybe have that family time you know try to do something different you know and that's where i think the happiness lies is like doing something different and it might be a little uncomfortable but that's sometimes where i think we find the happiness is because we don't really know until we try new things and one thing I think I mentioned on our show one time, there was some study that showed when adults blow bubbles, it, there's something in our brain that it triggers from childhood where it triggers the dopamine. So you can't help but be happy when you blow bubbles. So I thought that was really interesting because I know like the adult coloring books was a trend. So it's like, go blow bubbles. Like even if it's cold or snowing or like, especially if it's cold, because there's even a thing I saw on Pinterest where if like you blow a bubble, it will like instantly freeze into like a ice bubble. So even, you know, there's so many things that is out there like fun. The one thing I do want to say to parents, and I mean this sincerely, um, don't make the most expensive toys from Santa Claus because other children may not be able to have those and they'll think that Santa doesn't love them as much because they only got a truck and this other guy got a bicycle. Make the toys from Santa Claus a little bit less because you have to remember there's children out there and I do toys for tots and those kinds of things I was involved in many years ago. They may only get what they get from toys for tots so they might only get one present and that's from Santa Claus so rather than make all the other kids feel really bad because they only got small gifts from Santa and you got a new car from Santa let's let's make it reasonable you worked you earned it you gave them the big toys but still keep in their hearts the Santa effect give them a small toy from Santa or a couple small things have respect for the parents out there who are only making minimum wage and maybe can only afford four toys, two are from Santa and two are from mom and dad. So keep that thought in mind when you're buying things for your children. Children don't necessarily, like Melinda says, want things. They want you. Ask a child what quality time is. Ask one. They're going to tell they're not you. Gonna remember. They're not going to remember the toys necessarily mm -hmm. i mean i do remember walkman when i was a kid the home alone walkman came out but i mean i remember but normally yeah, you remember my kids remember oh remember when we went to and there was a farm we used to go to and they had the they had 150 different trees decorated and the kids got to pick out one right. ornament each um it's right. called valley view farms in baltimore they remember going there every year because every year there was like, when are we going? What day are we going? They weren't worried about nothing. They wanted to go to Valley View Farms and see those 150 trees. It costs nothing except for the little ornament that each one got and the gas to get there. But that was prime on their list. They'd start after Thanksgiving when we go into Valley View Farms. You haven't taken us to Valley View Farms yet. Why aren't we going to Valley View Farms yet? It costs us. Back to the key thing that we 
talking about, which was about being mindful and having intention. But we, don't, we need to stop saying that it's the thought that counts as a negative connotation. The thought that exactly. behind it is literally the only thing that matters. So I if think we need to bring that back. Yule, if you celebrate Yule like it's supposed to be, it is a homemade gift. Everybody gets one gift. Like I would make one for, you know, a couple friends and I might get one or two, but you get one gift and it's handmade. That's mm -hmm. Yule because you put you into whatever gift you're giving. And Yule was That's about that. Yule was not about putting presents under a tree. It was about getting something from somebody that means something. Um, I taught a lot. Um, I did substitute teaching and all that kind of stuff. So when the kids would make me little things that, you know, you didn't even know what the heck they were, it meant the world to me because they took their time, their imagination, and they did it. If an adult hands me something they made, I don't care if it's perfect or not, they thought about me. And they yeah. made that for me. They didn't go to the store and mindlessly say, oh, yeah, she likes pink and pick whatever off the shelf. It was an intention they made that they spent time making that. That's what's behind Yule. I prefer Yule to Christmas any day because that's how I feel. If I intend something um, and I make something or I do something for somebody, it is 100% intention. It's 100% of me going into it. Where Christmas is, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy that. They like that. I'll get that. Yeah, they like that. It's not that I don't do it. But I prefer the homemade and I prefer a, a thoughtful gift, something, you know, not necessarily, you know, that you're going to use or whatever, but, you know, something that someone really puts some thought into rather than going up and down the aisles at Walmart trying to figure out what to get everybody. You don't but if you're not that. creative, that's okay. If you know, if it's interesting, <laughs> I, I agree with what um, Pam said. I, I love thoughtful gifts. I love things mm -hmm. that people put um, thoughts into. And Melinda, yeah. something you said where you said you don't really know until you try new things. I love, earlier, you said that I love that because that's yeah. kind of where we were at at the beginning of this year. You know, we were watching y'all shows and we were like. We want to do something like this. We want to be like y'all, you know, and we just did it. And now, you know, here That's we are. Awesome. And we have y'all on our show, and it's just like a dream come true. And we're so thankful for y'all. We are blown away with that. That is like, that is the yeah. best gift ever, to have someone yeah. say that you inspired them to do something and go out, step outside of their comfort zones. Y'all do when you do this. It's outside your comfort zone at first. You get used to it, but that is awesome. And see, that was that's my gift from you guys. You gave me yeah. my Yule gift already. So I'm yeah, excited. I, I, cool. I was, I was completely blown away. Because I feel like we've got so much ground to cover with y'all. So oh, I was oh, really yeah. love having y'all back on. Okay. You're welcome that. to come on our show anytime. Absolutely. We're mm -hmm. we're so excited excited and uh, this was we, we much fun thank you for having us oh we'll definitely have you on this has been awesome i mean and i think just like what jay said earlier just spreading the word getting word out there letting people know that you know there's different things out there and it's you know we're not scary and you know it's fun to to explore new things it really is and i'll tell you with kids it 
kids get the biggest kick out of seeing their parents do new things and laugh. My kids used to love it when and we would get silly and we'd start laughing or something, my husband and I, and the kids would sit there and laugh twice as hard. And it was that kind of joy that, you know, you just want to keep. Um, we worked two and three jobs to get our, you know, just to make ends meet when my kids were growing up. And it was, it was kind of great because they did a lot of stuff, but they, what they did yet, they knew that, you know, mom and dad worked two jobs to get for them. So it was a little bit more appreciation. Now they've all got really high paying jobs, so they got to start taking care of mom. But um, I'm always, them, you know, you guys got to get good jobs so you can, you know, give me the lifestyle I've always wanted. Um, but- this was so, yeah, this was so fun. And, and that's the cool thing about, you know, social media is that we, we are lucky that we do have, you know, the opportunity to have this type of platform, you know, for Pam and I to start our show and you guys to have your show and you guys are doing so awesome. And I was so scared the first show we did. Oh my goodness. But oh, I, this, yeah, this was so fun. And thank you so much for having us. This was so fun. And we will definitely have you guys on. I should be back in December after my procedure. So we'll have to find time to um, yeah, to have you guys do, uh, uh, start January one with the new show and have them on yeah. in January. A new year's, a new year's yeah. show, a new year's show. Yeah, Ooh, maybe for our one year anniversary. Ooh, yeah. that's coming up, girl. We gotta find out when we did our first show in December, January tenth. Oh my God, she remembers. <laughs> I was doing another show and stopped that one, and then I wasn't gonna do this anymore. I was done, and then I got like. um <clears throat> laid into doing another show um i blame jason for that but um what were you saying andy i'm sorry before y'all go before we go is there any any message y'all want to say or anything you want to put out there for our audience and tell people how to find you and you know the spelling's a little different with time so i think the biggest thing i want to say is everybody needs to start their own show Yes. If this is something yeah. you want to do, step out of that comfort zone, find a partner, you know, because you encourage each other. It's just like exercise. Mm-hmm. And if you have a partner, you're going to do it because you feel obligated. But yep. step out of your comfort zone. Do this and invite us all on. I w- it would be awesome if we had three or four shows and did a two-hour show I mean, <laughs> and just broadcasted all of our platforms. Yes. Um, Pam, people love this kind go of thing. on. Pam could go on for two hours. Yeah, <laughs> we can keep going. Easy, and, I, and we, yeah. and we sure. will. This is just the, this is just the beginning. Oh this, yeah, right? absolutely. And Jay, what, do you, what do you have before we go, Jay? Um, I was going to say that we do have some comments, and a really nice one that I wanted to share with you guys was everyone saying how inspiring and how knowledgeable you guys are in the comment section. But we also oh. had someone say how much she enjoyed tonight and getting to chat with us. Uh, through the comments and she actually has surgery in the morning she was uplifted and she really enjoyed hanging on tonight okay thank you guys oh light a candle for your surgery yes we will that's one thing we witches do really well is like candles oh yeah (laughs) and um just i mentioned in the beginning of the show so tea time with mother and crone time is like the herb t-h-y-m-e and it's the same thing on Facebook and YouTube. And then the email is teatimemc at gmail.com. If you have any questions, any show topic ideas, 
And if you're interested in any t-shirts or mugs, you're welcome to message or email. And before we get off, um, I'm going to ask you guys to give Melinda the information so we can throw it on our Facebook page and she'll reciprocate with our information so people can cross-reference us at any time they need to. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. We will email you guys all of that um, in the email with the video as well. Uh -huh. <laughs> she handles that. I don't do technical. <laughs> and uh, Before we go, I think I'll try something new tonight and do a cheers. Something we've oh, never done. Yeah. And um, I just want to say thank you to oh. Melinda and Pam for coming on tonight. And I want to say thank you to Jay, who's doing this journey with me. And I'm really thankful for all of you tonight and for oh, everybody so watching. And everybody go support Tea Time with Mother and Crone and keep thank on. You guys Cheers. Very much. Cheers. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for tuning in too. We'll catch you guys next time. I believe our next show will be on the 24th. So look out for a promo for that. But thank you guys, uh, Pam and my Linda and Andy. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.